welcome to episode 32 of Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, where an artist and economist walk into a podcast and things happen. Stephen, how are you getting on? I am absolutely fantastic, Anne. Oh, fantastic. I am beyond fantastic. I am, I, I feel better than I've felt in months. Um, I woke up this morning and I was like, damn, another week. Mm-hmm. Another week, um, as we said on the, not the last podcast, but the previous podcast, I was saying, you know, there's, a, there's hope, we're looking forward, there's a couple of weeks to go till we find out about whether there's a, whether there's a vaccine or not. Um, and that, that was three weeks away. And it turns out that just literally, so we're recording this at two o'clock on Monday, mm-hmm. um, literally an hour and a half ago, two hours ago, um, the CEO of Pfizer the giant pharmaceutical company uh, came out and said that they had actually found an efficacious um, vaccine that was up to 90% effective. So this is something that it's going to, you take it and you will not get the symptoms of COVID, right? Up to 90% of people won't. Um, It is, it is like an absolute game changer. Oh my God. The stock market has exploded. It's up 5%. Um, are you telling me we, we should have bought shares in Pfizer? Oh, yeah. And oil. <laughs> Anybody who owns oil or airlines, you know, they're just basically finding a quiet place to stroke themselves because they've just made an absolute <laughs> fortune today. Yeah, it's it's a big day. Um, the, 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 the key thing is next week we will have the safety data. So the uh, FDA, which is the kind of, they're, they're the American drug, drug approval agency, yeah. but really they're the global drug approval agency because if they, if you get it through them, you kind of, it's more expedited elsewhere. Right. Um, so, so they're, they're putting it through both Europe and the U S at the same time. And the, uh, they, they have a certain time periods that they need to go through. Uh, so they need to, you know, you need to show that you've had six months worth of data and all this kind of stuff. And so next week is the week when they, they can say that they have all the data, but what he's telling us now is he already knows it's going to be grand. And um, what yeah. does that mean then, realistically? When can they start rolling it out then? Uh, the end of the year. So the Pfizer mm-hmm. actually announced 300 jobs in Ireland last week, presumably because they knew that this was coming uh, today. So um, yeah, so, the, so so you know, again, uh, Europe is one of the, uh, Ireland is one of the largest pharmaceutical manufacturers on earth. Um, Jesus, and so really? yeah, they'll they'll almost certainly make the vaccine here. Like um, the the uh, so so yeah, they'll, they'll switch over the lines. That takes time to do. Um, actually, in manufacturing the vaccine takes a lot of time. Uh, but but if you imagine, like it'll probably take the first three to six months to get get up to speed, and then literally every single, you know, you target it. So so the first thing you do is you'd give it to all the healthcare workers. Yeah. And then you'd you'd give it to the older people. Um, you you just vaccinate everyone, um, everyone who is most at risk. Uh, mm. uh, you know the people with underlying conditions and all that kind of stuff. But you could see a situation where by the end of the end of next year, everyone has it. Wow! Oh my God! Do you so, know what we need? We're in in the mood for a bit of good news, and and we won't get dragged into too many other. Um, world issues but i know yeah. this this time last week we were it was the day before the presidential election in the u.s right. and it was really funny because this episode goes out on a friday and we're like by the time the episode goes out like we'll know the answer and we kind of didn't not until <laughs> like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't. 
No, it was Friday. Clue. Yes. It was, yes. It was called Friday Night, wasn't it? I don't. Did you did, 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 did you find yourself just like absolutely like I knackered my thumb refreshing <laughs> CNN. Goddamn Nevada. Goddamn Pennsylvania. <laughs> Georgia. Don't let me down, Georgia. You know. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was a whole thing. Uh, I got to. I got to teach my kids all about voting. Okay. And they were like, they were way more into it than they were uh, the Irish general election. Okay. Which I think is actually much more interesting because hmm. the PRS TV system is just fascinating. And, you know, it's way more like, it's way more relevant, obviously, to their lives than, yeah. you know, the, the US or whatever. It's only tangentially. But they were like, what's going to happen with Trump? You know, I think it's because Trump has like taken up residence in all of our heads. Way too you much. Know, the fact yeah. that we can exercise the orange buffoon in 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 a couple of months let's let's hope and obviously at the time of recording he has yet he to concede. conceded actually yes he's at the worst possible example to young people it's it's like it's an awful thing to watch but i i suppose for you as a parent like you know i i don't know just even thinking of kids and young people and, and just people around the world who are in any way i don't know just his example is so horrific, so ungracious, so yeah. embarrassing. Actually, do you know what? <laughs> we <laughs> we probably will inadvertently get to this because uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of a question we're tackling. Uh, we're still on the Proust questionnaire. And let's face it, by the time you've got your vaccine, we'll probably still be doing the Proust questionnaire. There's it is a big a questionnaire. It is a big questionnaire. We kind of we have to keep going back and thanking the people who yeah. actually went through this. Um, oh, they're, they're 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 totally thanked at this point. It's great. They're but, so thanked, over thanked. But I think this is literally, I suppose, if you're tuning into us, um, these number of episodes are just a little podcast series <clears throat> in themselves, where where the two of us answer these questions and and examine the anonymous responses we got from members of the public um but yeah so i just i had a quick flick through what we realistically will get through because you and i i don't know we like to talk steve you're a bit That's, of a yapper and not gonna lie yeah. a bit of a yapper. <laughs> well there's a reason we were given a podcast <laughs> and, and then steve sulk in a corner that's 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 not the that's not the podcast is it like, yeah. <laughs> and it's you share an awkward silence <laughs> and, and steve brood <laughs> so uh yeah so we've been doing this this proust questionnaire we got through two questions the first week four questions the second hashtag so by productivity. Laws, hmm? hashtag productivity hashtag productivity so oh, yeah. by laws of averages and economics and things that you're into we should really be uh answering eight today so let's well see we get yeah so so there's another thing called regression to the mean which means we probably end up doing two today <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see. Let's see. I okay. just told an economics joke and you laughed, and I think that makes you an economist now. I'm Sorry. A, I'll take it. You're in All the club. Right. Yeah, I'll look at this point. I'm a year into this business. That's fair. Um, my, the economics teacher I had for six weeks in first year where I, we had to do it, we had to take it, you know, and see if it worked for us, would be proud of me. I didn't take yeah. it in the end. Okay, so let's go back um, where we ended last week was what the trait we deplore in ourselves and so we're gonna move the 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 focus out and this is why i thought like we we're talking about trump and stuff sorry everyone oh, yeah. um i look forward to the day that i just don't ever have to mention him again and not see his face anymore 
yes, my colors are very clearly nailed here to what my uh, political preferences are. I, like, I wouldn't even say my politics, just a personal preference. I just think the man is an actual disgrace um, in his behavior. And it's not even the politics. It's just, dear yep. God. Anyway. Yeah he's, yeah, he's also an indictment of a system, right? Yeah. Like a system, a system that produces him as the, as the outcome is is beyond, you know. Um, exactly. But anyway. Anyway, so on that note, Stephen, I might go to you first with this. So what is the trait you most deplore in others? The trait I most deplore in others. I deplore many things in others. Um, what do I do? I, yeah, I'm going to say... Uh, two-facedness okay. when you say one thing I don't, I don't just mean hypocrisy because very often people can be proven as hypocrites but not necessarily you know in their in their conscious actions hmm. what, what I mean by that is uh, they can say gosh isn't it terrible that that person does that thing without necessarily realizing that they themselves do that thing yeah. You know, so sometimes people are unconscious hypocrites um, or maybe we're all hypocrites in a certain sense, you know. Uh, but what I mean is somebody who goes, I will do that thing. And then they consciously do not do that thing. Right. They yes. in fact do the they deliberately do the opposite or near opposite of that thing. And yeah. it, I, I find because the reason that that, that 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 is the reason I deplore that is it it. Oh. It means that trusting other people not to do that is a bigger step for, for people. And the other thing is there's so much energy required in actually finding out what's happened. You're knackered by the time you come back yeah. and figure out, oh, my God, that guy did that thing over there. And I was, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think particularly in academia, uh, where you know, kind of no one ever goes anywhere, you're always in the same place. That kind of stuff is really toxic because mm -hmm. it means it's not you, you're not always dealing with new people all the time. So, the fact that the set of people for whom you know you can go, I will say this to this person and it will be grand, yeah, you know, that set gets smaller all the time. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And so, yeah. and that's, that's not just, that's my, that's not my own personal experience. That's a, a general comment about any situation where you have people that don't really go anywhere. Uh, I'm sure it would probably be true of nunneries and armies and, you know, prisons and all kinds of places where effectively people don't move on. Okay. You know, so that, that's me, I think. What about yourself? Yeah. It's kind of ties in a little bit what you said. Um, it's, it's, I nearly put it to twofold, like some people who, who lack integrity and lack generosity. And I, I feel that they're kind of intertwined. Yeah, I and I mean generous. I don't mean like people who give me all their money or something like that. I mean, people who are generous with them, with their time, with themselves, who are generous with their, um, with their, I don't know, benefit of the doubt for people. They don't always jump to the worst conclusion or the yeah. most, um, the most, uh, narrow-minded like they're they're so the opposite of that and 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 then people who lack pretty much what you're saying people that you just can't trust it's exhausting it's exhausting to be around someone who keep 
who I suppose is manipulative and and changes their mind a lot in a very nasty way. I, I don't mm. mean okay, any of us can have a day where we might change our mind ten times about what we want to do. I don't mean that, but yeah. I suppose when you're working with someone who says something to you, oh absolutely this, that and the other, and then you find out they have said something very different to somebody else and it is to make you look crap or to make somebody else look crap. I just, dare I say, kind of gameplay crap. That's, that's, I, I could be a lot more specific and probably should. It's a podcast, but uh, yeah, I nearly say like a uh, gowlishness. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, uh, uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think we can bracket a whole bunch of behavior under gallishness, but I know precisely <laughs> what you mean. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, you know precisely what we mean too. You know, this is amazing. I'm looking at the um, the answers for uh, in our our public responses, and they're actually it's a it's a bar chart of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you put this together? No, where? no, no, no. I think the system just spat it out. Okay, so I'm just going to go through these answers. Um, so arrogance was at 7.1%. So so 7.1% was arrogance, cruelty, cynicism, dishonesty. And then greed got 21.4%. Yeah. And then all the rest on 7.1% were uh, hypocrisy, meanness, pettiness, and jealousy, disloyalty and then there's a confusing one here socializing yeah that's from the old proust one i think socializing means like going on the lash and you know riding people that you're not technically betrothed to you know oh right so, yeah okay that's what social uh, socializing doesn't 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 mean you know knocking back a glass of sherry okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just being yeah. social okay <laughs> being uh, a nice person and going for a pint now that you can have a pint because <laughs> it's a vaccine and we are going on the lash air on, on the lash the la- messy stuff day drinking <laughs> messy okay. yeah. well okay so that that's um that that's the the responses so the next question, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the public responses for the next question, which uh, and then I'll, I'll then we'll go, I suppose, to me first and then to you just to, to keep it fair and to keep it moving. So it is the living person, living person, which you most admire. Somebody says hard to single out an individual, to be honest. Mary Robinson, my mother. At the beach with my love and great food. I think maybe that's an answer to a different question. <laughs> Stephen Fry, Chuck Feeney, Barack Obama, my sisters. <gasps> Professor Kinsler is high up there. And to, oh, who's this person? And they and then they actually answer. I'd say Michael D. Higgins, such integrity. And my best friend. Oh, that's cool. That's very so we we snuck in there in the responses. So the yeah. living person, the living person I most admire. Now, I mean, it's early days yet, but um, I mean, I I do feel I'm probably going to admire Kamala Harris quite a lot. <laughs> She's already uh, the vice president good. elect. Vice president elect. Um, mm. But uh, I don't know her well enough. I just you know when somebody just walks out and speaks with such grace and seems to embody a lot of just awesomeness um but that's me just being very superficial and i she's only been on my radar in the last few months of the election but living person i most admire it's funny um because we talk about podcasts a lot 
or no, we we talk about podcasts off air, not on this. Um, but we were talking that maybe we should we should discuss the ones we listen to, and mm. I do listen to a lot. And there is a woman uh, called Deborah Francis White who okay. is a comedian, and she started a podcast called The Guilty Feminist, which is just about getting really. It's really fun. It's just, uh, I mean, every every episode starts with "I'm a feminist," but. Uh, <laughs> you know, before I go on my Zoom, I make sure I'm made up really well, or you know, like it's really, it's guilty. It's it's really inclusive. It's really trying to bring people in, and it's it's yeah. great crack. Yeah. She's written a book. She's she's helped with refuge. She started like a number of movements. She's supported young girls who are doing charities around, say, period poverty. She's. Um, helping refugees in Cali and she also makes she's a really funny comedian and she's so articulate you know when because I suppose she's she's become such an activist in her comedy Mm. that when she does talk about something like even she does a whole piece on how refugees you know in one year a refugee will like uh, as opposed to a newborn baby will actually generate if you give them a chance they will probably by the end of that year be earning money and maybe even employing somebody else and hashtag refugees better than babies like you know like she's very funny and I, I'm just whittling down her stuff to nothing but um, she's a number of podcasts and she's used she's just built her platform very gently and is having this wonderful mm. um, effect and um, I mean, she just came to mind there, but I, I super admire her and think she's brilliant. Awesome. How about you? Um, I'm going to pick two people. So uh, there's a guy called Noah Yuval Harari. So he's an Israeli um, historian and he wrote a book called Sapiens. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a global history of humanity. Yes, I've I started reading it recently, actually. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant book. Um, he's written another two books um, called uh, Homo Deus, which is the future of humanity, um, future history of humanity, and another book called 21, uh, uh, 10 Rules for the 21st Century. Um, he's just a really, really brilliant, brilliant public intellectual and someone I kind of aspire um, to, to be, be like, you know, um, and there's, uh, someone else, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> another person I've never met, although, uh, although I'm in a weird way connected to her, um, uh, sister Helen Colhan is her name. So oh, she yeah. runs a charity called, um, the children's grief center. And what they do is that this is in Limerick. And what they do is they, um, they give counseling to children who have experienced uh, grief. So the loss of a parent or uh, a divorce or, you know, something like that. Um, oh, and wow. they're like, like I know, for, you know, I, I've, I, I, I've known the children of my friends who have directly benefited from the work that they do. So if you give them a hundred quid, that's four sessions, you know, it's all done by volunteers um, mm. it's all free for the kids, free for the families. So they've got a massive waiting list, as you might imagine. Um, but it's just a real, really, really child-centered approach. And um, yeah, no, she's great. And I, I think um, I first became aware of her through my wife's work, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I, some, sometimes, sometimes when it comes to charities, there's a residual question over two things. First is the governance. Mm. How is this thing set up and how does it do its work, right? The second is, um, uh, how is it, how effective is it, you know? Yeah. So, so if you're, if, 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 
if you solve the governance thing, like I've no problem with the CEO of a, of a charity getting paid, you know, a hundred grand uh, to, to run a charity for that, that for 10 million and run it well. I've no, that, that's not my issue. My issue is, you know, sometimes it costs a lot to run these things and then the, the, the e- efficacy of it, like how, how clinically effective are, are there? Are they in, in the sense of not clinically, in the sense of uh, uh, clinical, like like doctors and stuff? But like, if you just if you give them a hundred euros, how much of it actually ends up with the client in a certain sense? Yeah, very difficult to figure out uh, uh, how it works. And there's a huge amount of inefficiency there. Ireland almost certainly has too many charities, for example, and charities exist because the state's really abrogated its duty in the 19th century. It's a whole other podcast, actually. Um, we should definitely do a podcast on how um, on, on, on how the Irish health system evolved into the thing it is today, and mm. how really they understand and really asset ownership and who owns what bits of it really determines its future trajectory. But anyway, that's a separate thing. the The, the reality is, uh, Sister Helen and her team. Um, they just do the most amazing stuff. Like they really, really, really do. And I, I do my best to support them any kind of, any time I can, which is not that often, to be honest. Um, but I wish I could do more. So I really admire her. Okay. I must apologize if you're hearing weird sounds in the background. It's a dog needs to be let into another room. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you, Stephen, to... Um, answer the next question while I let the dog out, okay. but I will be listening. No worries. <laughs> um, and it is, what is your greatest extravagance? Okay. So, so here we have a couple of people. Uh, one person says guitars, smiley face. Another person says my car disconnection. Oh, that's a great answer. Disconnection as an extravagance. Um, there, somebody, uh, somebody this weekend told me that 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 uh, she reckoned we live in the war, we let we, we they, she reckoned uh, we live in a world of really cheap dopamine. So <laughs> dopamine is being produced really cheaply through likes and tweets and shares and you know mm. Instagram. I don't know what you do on Instagram happy faces or some shit like that. Oh. Whatever. So disconnection. Yeah. Um. So that's that's cool. Expensive hotels. Um, Apple Watch, the Apple Watch, they are expensive. They are super expensive. (laughs) (laughs) What is your greatest extravagance? Apart from children, Apple products. (laughs) (laughs) This could be me. This could be me. It's not me. I didn't answer any of these, but this totally could be me. Um, Clothes, paying for good food, good coffee, takeaways, very expensive hobby to have. In fairness, Mm. my wedding. Oh my God, Irish weddings. So expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I have a theory about Irish weddings um, that we might expand upon at a different point in the future. Okay. Um, but, uh, and like, what is your greatest, uh, greatest extravagance? You know, I was trying to think of that, like, ooh, ah, what is, I suppose you can think of a day-to-day level. What am I really economically blind about and stupid about? And if I think about it, it's money. Absolutely badly spent but delightful like I just love going out to dinner and I love going out like to dinner and pubs and if the ultimate thing go to a hotel somewhere so those kind of holiday-ishy things Mm. um I know that something like let's say non-pandemic time a lot of people are oh god I don't know the last time I was out that's something I'd never say now I know I don't have kids but like I just fucking love 
going out to dinner. Mm. It's one of my favorite things. And it's, yeah. as you said, so expensive and uh, yeah. not the healthiest thing to do either. Oh, no, terrible. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really, trying to contain it uh, well I mean the pandemic obviously yeah. could, but trying to stop with the takeaway thing because that's that's what happens in a pandemic you you, you yeah. still go out in your house with um, with yeah. takeaways so yeah. and what about you Stephen? Um, I I mean I mean literally that person could have could have I mean children are the, the by far the largest expense I mean they're yeah. phenomenally expensive absolutely I mean they're they are you know if you in terms of a lifetime cost mm-hmm. you know like like um you know i can understand having one child but if you have three like like you're just choosing to not do lots of other things you know and there's a lot of global happiness studies that show um that that, that having children on average makes you less happy Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they're 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 vast extravagance um, um, in real terms. Like, like I'll pay for like I I don't view my I live in a re- very small three bed semi D house. It's not an extravagance in any way. It's just a starter home. It's grand, mm. um, but I don't really give a shit about it. It's fine. Um, the, the I don't I I, dr- I drive the most boring cars. Um, I d- I pay nothing for clothes. Uh, I don't drink that much. I don't smoke. I, I never gamble. Um, my biggest extravagance, apart from extremely expensive children, is uh, probably Apple products. <laughs> Seriously, like I mean, I mean, yeah, I love traveling. Like I'm, I, I'm, you know, like I'm the kind of person like if I could go somewhere for two weeks, I will go for four. Yeah, and I'll be like, this is so expensive, but I don't care. Do you know that? Like I don't care. I really, I really don't care. And I, I have a a much lower standard of living because of uh, every for the rest of the time. Yeah. But but you know what's weird the when things have been really down recently because of everything else the kids have really gone oh do you remember when we were in Hobbiton in New Zealand? Yeah. You know. Yeah, much, yeah, yeah. Which we like we just we got the most expensive thing. We got like the rock star package for <laughs> Hobbiton. Like my wife has literally not told me ever how much it cost. She never told me. She's like, you won't, you just, it will make you unhappy. Just yeah. don't, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, and the kids the, for a year and a half, we spent traveling, um, uh, you know, cost us a fortune and uh, I don't regret a penny of it. And I, I don't even like, again, I don't even really know how much it cost, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> Cause it was, that's the, yeah, so I, say, I would say um, beyond children and just electronics, um, yeah. which I'm just really into. I just love that shit. Um, I would say travel. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, tra- so travel it. is something I, I, I tell you what though, my next extravagance, once I get this vaccine, I'm going to the pub. Oh my yes. God. I went with a mate. I went to a pub once in the last, you know, just in that interregnum between the yeah. lockdowns. Literally went, I've got a local pub. It's just up the road and myself and a buddy went up there and we'd three snaky pints. Yeah. And it was, oh, it was fantastic. And we promised each other that we'd go for a pint. Yeah, and but I couldn't, get, never... I couldn't get into the city. But the, also, the oh, no, no. But yeah. when there was a relaxation. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. And look, but, but now happen. when this happens, I'm telling you, yes. I'm telling you, like, like book the next two days off. <laughs> we're both too old. We're too old. Dan. We're too old. Get Jenny, get like, write her down the things like, dear Jen, I'm yes. really, really sorry. I will be useless. Me and Steve are going out and then Sunday and Monday, it's just the couch. Yes. Yes. You know, well, and takeaways. 
takeaway yeah. to be absolutely yeah. absolutely i'll have to do it i'll have to do it in between the terms you know yeah like, <laughs> like people like can't expect anything from me on the monday because i'll just be this babbling nonsense you know christmas holidays but this really, if, if we have a vaccine, you never know. We might actually have Christmas points. Well, we, so the vaccine, like we, we won't have it by then. We still have to do the lockdown stuff. Uh, so, mm. Well, look, yeah. at some point in the future, at some point in the future, points will happen and days oh, yes. will be taken off to oh, allow yes. for it. Okay, so um, we're plowing, we're getting through these, Stephen. We're getting through these. Yeah, we are, we are. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll go with this. So what is your current state of mind is the next question. That's an interesting one. It's funny. Yeah. I, I will answer. I will answer this. Um, Cause I had a very interesting experience last week. I got some very good news about uh, an artistic project next year, a commission um, that myself and a friend will be making. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll keep you posted on that. Oh, you, none of you can see this. I'm doing a little dance. He's doing a dance. <laughs> Wearing a tie, doing a little dance. <laughs> yeah. So really, really thank you. Thank Whoa. you. And it's, it's funny. I, it, they, I got this news last Wednesday. Okay. And uh, it's about a, a, a big project next year. Um, and, uh, and also then I, I, I got news that a small little project was going ahead as well. And I was like, God, I should just buy a scratch card today. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> but then Coming I thought threes. I'll save my, you know, the power of three. So I said, no, do you know, at the time the election was, it, it was very unclear who was oh, going to nip right. ahead. And I, I was like, I need that one up. I, I could, save I could that win, a, I could win a hundred quid or make sure Donald Trump. <laughs> Obviously it's all down to my luck. Make, that is, make, that is, that is epistemic. That's epistemic kind of, oh yeah. Yeah. That's cojones. A, I like yeah. that. I like that. <laughs> pile of pile of nonsense. I don't even believe him, but I kind of do in a weird way. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. So the current state of mind, it's funny, even when you talk about the vaccine today, like what did I feel last week? I felt, um, I thought, what is this feeling? I, uh, it's so familiar. It's something I f- often feel a lot, but I have not felt it in a long time this year. And it was optimism. Yes. And I just hadn't felt that yes. because there was always this, well, we're going to have a nice weekend, but uh, pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, grief, uh, Donald Trump is still president or whatever it is. And yeah. there was something I would have to say that I know I've, I've plenty. It's Monday. I'm a bit, you know, it's, I'm a bit Monday-ish, but I feel at my core now, I feel uh, a very basic kind of feeling of optimism and it's really mm. welcome and i yep. haven't felt it in a long long time yeah yeah so, it's, it's funny I, uh my current state of mind is i would describe it as jubilant oh i have not felt like this in 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 months and months and months um i probably overly jubilant if i'm being honest because the cold light of day will lead me to sit down and actually look at the supply chain statistics. And I'll actually go like, how many of these things can we make? We have seven, seven billion plus people to inject with this stuff, Mm. you know, probably won't get around to them for another two years. Like, but, and, and I'm also probably thinking about the fact that, you know, for a lot of people, this has come too late. You know, um, so there's that. Uh, but 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 just the fact that you could look at 2021 as not being completely written off, mm. you know, yeah. Um, uh, I might be able to go to Australia. 
I might be able to go to Paris. I'm promising the kids we were watching The Long Way Up on Apple TV. Oh, yeah. Just because then the uh, promising the kids find some way to do South America, you know, mm. like just rent a rent a van and just go from the bottom to the top, um, you know, take six weeks, but yeah. it'll do it. We could do it, you know, um, that kind of thing. Save up the holiday time and just yeah. do it. You know, this, I mean, it's, it's a common misconception. People, everyone thinks academics have like three months off and with the year we don't, <laughs> you know, yes. we don't. Uh, uh, that's that's. Um, uh, school teachers. No, we do. We uh, we don't have that. We we have um, we a lot have, of work to do. The uh, yeah. No, no, but we just we just you know we just we just have regular holidays like every regular else. holidays like yeah no because my because public sector workers yeah so I could save up the time and we could go and yes. it would be yes because I know UL owes me some time. Yeah, <laughs> right? I think so. Yeah, UL owes me some time for <laughs> show. So I we could go. We could go traveling. Go for pints. We could go for a walk yes. in the park. We could go see our families. Travel around. Just yeah. Go see your dad anytime you felt like it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, and also, I mean, uh, you know, for both of us in our work to get yeah. back in front of people physically yeah. in a, yeah. you know, be able to look at your students, be able for me to be able to perform in front of people like that's a, that's now conceivably going to happen. And it's not in five years time or, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's now conceivably in the future, however long that takes. Um, yeah. It's um, so that's my current state of mind. I'm probably overly enthusiastic. Um, well, yeah. well, let's let's go with overly enthusiastic for now because yeah. I mean it's 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 ple- it's pleasant. Um, it is. So there are responses are funny because I think there's some. Well, this is when some, people were. Well, these a were a couple of weeks ago, right? A couple of weeks ago, but I, I spot one thing in there. Um, which I think might be an answer to a previous question or it might be their state of mind. But uh, so we have 15.4% at anxious and similar for calm. Uh, on 7.7% is happy and, and optimistic. Happy, um, I haven't slept well in ages. Happy, but with a low mood. Meh. And seven point seven percent say Meryl Streep, <laughs> which I have a feeling was probably who they most admire. But they, they could be in a Meryl Streep, Streep state of mind. Can you be in a Meryl Streep state of mind? I think I you could. Maybe you could. Meryl Streep is not a person. She's a state of unrest. She's a state. Of, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then twenty three point one percent say the highest. Say pretty chilled actually. And then 7.7 say stable condition. Yep. Or stable content. Sorry. Stable content. Yeah. I mean, at any time, what that tells you is at any point in time, like the worst time, the best time, some people, you know, some people, even in 2020, some people had amazing years. Yeah. You know, Paul Meskel had a bloody good year, <laughs> you know? Uh, the the CEO of Pfizer having a great fucking year, you know. Jeff Bezos. So, yep, Jeff Bezos. Anybody in ICT, pharmaceuticals, all that stuff. And some people are not having the best year. And at any point, most people are like, "Meh, it's all right. Grand could be better, could be worse. I'm okay." And some people are having the worst year of their lives. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. it's always true. One of the things I realized when. I was teaching this huge course, like 550 students and you get that distribution in a number that size, you get, you know, the people who are just like, it's amazing. I'm going to the Olympics, 
you know, it's it's going to be deadly. Um, and you also get people who are like, I've never been, I've never been so unhappy. I'm really thinking about ending it. I, you know, I've had family misery up, up and down and you meet actually all kinds of people and it always mm. happens around assignments and you become very aware of the fact just by dint of the job that mm. some people, they just, you know, they're just having a very hard time. And it's one of the things actually very few people realize that universities have quite elaborate systems for helping those people. Yeah. Um, I recall one, one very, very strange case years ago. Um, this person came to me and uh, I won't even identify the gender, but they were there. They, they, the moment they walked in the door, it was like, Oh my God, I could tell that, that there's something very, very, very wrong. Yeah. And the, the story, the story was that um, their uh, partner had uh, taken on a life, mm-hmm. uh, and as a result, and as a result of the the grief, they had become very uh, close to their partner's parent. And that week, the parent had taken their life. Oh my god! And I and and the, the student was saying, "Do you think I could get an extension?" And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. We're just going to the like like I literally just walked up." You know, it was a very, very, very sad story. And, God. and 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 to be honest, to be honest, while that's the first one that comes to mind, actually every lecturer will give you several of those every year. Mm. It's just it's just a part of the a part of the thing that we deal with. And so uh, you become aware that just because and then this is what this graph is showing, right? So so a lot of the people are like, eh, pretty chilled, actually calm, bit anxious. I'm kind of happy actually, mm. or I'm really anxious, you know most people are kind of in that middle section where they're a bit okay, they're a bit not okay, but mm-hmm. by and large are okay. And then you have people on the other sides of things that are just having a brilliant time or really, really, really awful. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's true even during a pandemic, which I think is very, very interesting. Yeah. Just the, you know? the diversity of the tapestry of the human condition, tapestry of emotions. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then and then the next and then that that after I brought that student up to the counselor, I came back, and then I, I I had a huge queue of students waiting for me. Then after that, like, yeah. And uh, the next student in the door was like, uh, "Oh, I can't do the final exam. I have a driving test." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, mm. "You're doing the exam," you know. Yeah. <laughs> reschedule yeah Yeah, i'm not gonna write another exam for you buddy (laughs) well what i'm gonna do now is i'm gonna look into the the next i think we're gonna get do this we're gonna get another question let's do it let's do it come on we'll do do a a count and see how we did this time around Mm -hmm. um so it's what do you consider the most overrated virtue uh so this (laughs) this is um this is gas (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um <laughs> what, what's making you laugh there uh because uh the first answer uh with seven percent of the vote is chastity, chastity. the more riding the better and only <laughs> only one person one person thinks that chastity is an overrated virtue and obviously they they've obviously put a put a, a tick uh, they've, they've added a bit of an answer the more writing the better the more writing you know? the better yeah. um <laughs> yes that's that is gas uh the keep actually you keep going keep reading them out so then we've got confidence uh, uh convention often accompanied by intolerance mm-hmm. uh 21 say faith 
the most overrated virtue. Uh, friendly and friendly civility as an overrated virtue, seven percent. Frugality, seven uh, percent. Uh, Humbleness, loyalty, piousness. A red daffodil? I don't know. I think someone was really filling in. Somebody was just somebody was just absolutely mashing the blue nun when they when they had a go at this. Uh, Self confidence as an overrated virtue, and then leadership as an overrated virtue. Very, um, very, very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I think I think we should do the next one. We, we should leave that one without comment because it's kind of it's it, it kind of interesting. But I think this yeah. is an interesting one to end on. On what occasion do you lie? Many, probably. And then our friend with the blue nun, David Sedaris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mate, I don't know what kind of day you're having, but wow, it's you know, he's just obviously like, what's your what's your mental state, Meryl Streep? <laughs> on what occasion do you lie, David <laughs> Sedaris? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that bit in the office you know what's your greatest weakness eczema <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, on what occasion do you like to protect someone's feelings sometimes my own Ooh, ooh, that's an interesting one to mm. save someone's feelings when the truth is painful and unnecessary there's a very wise grown-up adult you know nuanced the truth is unnecessary. Yeah. When is the truth unnecessary? Are there, if there are tiny truths, are there tiny lies as well? And therefore you just go, no, it's better just to not upset you. Hmm. Um, when people ask me what I do, <laughs> on what occasion do you lie? When people ask me what I do, I'm just, now I want to know, listener, are we, if you're listening, can you please DM me or Anne? What are the answers that you give? Do you know what do you say? Do you say like I invent new kinds of S pens for toilets? Like what do you say? You know what do you say? What do you say? I'm an expert to tropical frog liquor. You know what is it? What is the thing that you do? You know I want to know now. Um, when do you lie? Rarely. Uh, when it's for the greater good? Question mark as deemed by me. Ha. <laughs> I like you <laughs> to to avoid marital marital confrontation. Oh, fair enough. Um, to myself, all the time. To others, when the lie causes less harm overall than the truth. Now, if you're lying to yourself all the time, do you know what the truth is? Right, mm. and can you judge what the if what the harm that the lie will do to the person? You know, like, let's say somebody wants to become a writer, but they're crap. Yeah. Right. You just know that they're not going to, you know, do you, do you say keep at it? Just keep practicing. Yeah. Or do you say you're never going to make it? You know, I, I don't know. If someone asks me something personal that I don't want to answer, I'll either steer the conversation in another direction or if that fails, I'll give an answer so outlandish and an obvious lie that it usually puts a stop to that line of questioning. Again, I feel like I want to buy you a pint to hear some <laughs> examples of this, you know. <laughs> when someone asks if I'm okay when I'm not and I know that the person doesn't care whether I'm okay or not. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. So I wonder, there's an interesting thing, you know, in Ireland, people go, oh, how are you getting on? And you say. Grand. And there could be blood pumping out of an artery. Yeah. And you're like. Grand. No. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's interesting. I wonder, you know, 
it, yeah. with, with that, it seems to be kind of, well, would you want to share what's going on with you with the person who evidently doesn't really care? Yeah. Or do you want to put that on them? Do you, you know, sometimes, um, mm. I, I, you know, that film Bridesmaids, it was the first time I saw uh, your one properly. Oh, my God, she's going out of my head. Melissa. Melissa. Oh, my God. You know, the actress. Um, it'll come to me in a second. Um, okay. But for example she she's this very funny um comedic actress she's through snl and everything but like that right. somebody says to her you know um how are you someone doesn't really know and she goes yeah i'm on the mend yeah yeah i'm good i mean the leg's getting better uh, i had a tough 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 few months there and she just goes into the detail yes. about how she got yes. injured on this boat yes. and but <laughs> it's just the way she starts yeah i'm on the mend that you're like oh god what am i being dragged into oh here the intensity <laughs> they let, it's too much intensity right yeah it's like way really, way way too much intensity i yeah. didn't mean it but i think uh when <laughs> i didn't you, mean when i asked if you were okay i mean can you <laughs> I mean, how awful is that really like i know it's horrible because you're like you're you're literally going i i i was just literally saying hello but it came out as how are you um i would have to be honest and say melissa mccarthy that's her name how did i not know that sorry um what do i know her from her name is not not familiar at all um oh really oh god um spy the heat um she's obviously in bridesmaids um she's a remarkably very funny comedic actress okay I, i'll take your word for it yeah i yeah. just I, I i think spy is on netflix it's a lot of fun she's yep. just she's very good at insulting people <laughs> it's okay let any but i when would i lie i tend to lie when i when someone asks me where i am when i'm on my way to meet them and i'm texting them and i'll be in the house but i'll be saying i'm passing some monument which uh, is not true I have um, precisely the same thing, but when, but, but, but with directions. So if somebody goes, do you know where you're going? I go, yes, in a very confident way, but I haven't got a fucking clue, you know, and I, and I never know. And I'm always like, like without Google maps, I would, I would not find my way out of my house. I'm a disaster. Um, you know, and I can very confidently go, yes, 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 of course. <laughs> are you being the classic man who won't ask for directions and even when people give them to me i just go yeah <laughs> what did you do before google maps i got lost all the time <laughs> listen Stephen, i'm very aware you're a man in demand and you need to do something in three minutes so oh yes. i'm gonna let you go i do i do i do i, I yes 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 okay and uh, th thank you so much as always no worries and Brilliant. i'm just guessing i'm just checking real quick how many did we do what did, how many questions did we get through there one, we got through two, three, we one two three four four and a half not bad no i think did we did did we do did we do six because we we started at what is the trait you most deplore in others yeah that we started that's where we started yeah okay to go so, one, uh, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five, six. Well, we yeah, five. We kind of didn't answer the overrated virtue ourselves, but that's okay. That's neither here nor there. Uh, that's me being too honest. So, <laughs> until next week, Stephen. To the vaccine, to the jubilant state of mind, and the to, optimism. To, to the scratch cards. <laughs> to the scratch cards. Talk to you next week. Bye. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff. 
a Limerick Post podcast produced by Eric Fitzgerald. Theme tune is performed and composed by David Blake. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. You can now follow the show on Twitter at AnnSteveTalk. Get Stephen at Stephen Kinsler. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne at AnnBlake78. That's an Anne without an E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post. 